Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for The Take with Andy Sweeney. Happy birthday to one coach, Chris Mack. What is he, 41 now? You remember we, we tried to warn y'all? We have the the young new wave coaches, and he's at the forefront. Coach, so happy birthday, Coach Mack. And James Strebel. If you're thinking about... Wait, wait a minute. Uh, it's not his birthday. Yes, it is. Are you sure? thought it was. Maybe I'm wrong. No, it's his anniversary, dude. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Jesus, did I say birthday? Yes, of course I did. Well, ha- happy birthday and anniversary. Whatever. Screw it. Has he been, in- has he been married 41 years? Good for him. <laughs> Christy will be pissed if I said that out loud. On ESPN 680 and 1057. Oh, man. Run, run this a little bit. Run yeah, this smashing pumpkins one. for Strebel. Yeah. This was him lifting weights at Campbell's Dump. <laughs> yeah. In one big open shower. <laughs> Surrounded by all kinds of people. Also lifting weights in the shower. <laughs> Boy. Oh, my God. That's an odd thing to say. That was the good old That's days. That's an odd thing to say. Back when Mac was great. Uh, four o'clock hour presented by RGB Home Theaters. No, the best part of that sound is Rummage knew where Maven was going and Rummage got that from Facebook. Oh, 100%. And so he looked it up on Facebook. That's what happened. That's <laughs> yep. what makes it delightful. Well, Facebook for Rummage. I like it. Uh, we'll get to the Blitz here in a second. We'll just be honest. We taped Cam Drummond earlier today. Oh, good. And so uh, we'll get to Ty Spaulding and then Zach Osterman. We'll do that here in a second. Uh, before we do that, uh, and we'll get Ty here in a second, uh, I- I'm seeing on February the 26th, Okay. Louisville Baseball hosts Bowling Green. Okay. One o'clock. Taylor Lynch singing the national anthem. Oh, how about that? Maybe you'll be there throwing out the first pitch like you've done before. <laughs> That'll be later in March, I believe. It'll be there in you'll March. You'll be there in March? I'll be there in March. Yeah, will you really? Yeah, I will. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be throwing out the first pitch okay. or not, but I'll be there in March. Yeah. Okay. That's a, you have to tell me the date. I will. I'll let you know. I may have some things ready for you. Oh, well, I'll be with the school. I, it doesn't. That, okay. That's fine. Okay, okay. He's gonna oh, be, yeah. Okay. As long as it's not, like, not mean things. Okay, it's like nice stuff. Well, okay. Yeah. That's what I'm Make sure. It's a student day at a at a college baseball game. <laughs> you never okay? know though around here. No, I'm not going to I'm not going to order you a lap dance, okay? <laughs> yeah, please don't. That to would Jim be bad. Patterson Stadium. <laughs> Dave McDonald would look down on, Sha- on that. Sean <laughs> Sean Moth describing that. Yeah. In left center. <laughs> There's a lady. There's lace. <laughs> Do we have Spalding or not, Birdman? 
He must be on the phone. I must be on yeah. the phone. Sorry, right. I'll just yeah. I'll do this on the air. We no. got him. Sorry, he, no. we were talking. He, no, you're t- you were you're you were it was you were doing frustrations over Kenny Payne. We, That's what we, you were, were doing. We were doing an airing of grievances between oh, each other. Oh, there so, it is. So I knew it. I knew it. You're so like, instead of Jack talking to Hoosiers with Bozich, it was just a little got, bo- a little bonding. Got, a little, yeah, we got <laughs> Justin male talking with, with Kenny Payne with, with Ty. Male bonding over some yeah. cards basketball exactly. on I a like Thursday. That. Y'all talking the 80s? What? <laughs> well, you forgot about it. Yeah, about exactly. Them? Everyone forgot uh, about the 80s. Everyone, no one remembered anything. Everyone forgot about the 80s. Yeah, thank you, Kenny Payne. You know who hasn't? Tony Vanetti. Way Speaking he, of that, the king. Dwight Witten had a, a, a Romstein shirt on. Really? The and German, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, du Host. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little it's a little too far, man. Yeah, like, not a Romstein, man. Like, get Spalding. Hit the music. Let's get him going <laughs> here. Uh, following night, it was like a new shirt. Like It was, it very, was new? It was very hot topic. Got it online. <laughs> a new Romstein shirt. <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, they can't sell a hundred of those. A no, year. there's no way. They can't sell a hundred of those a, very a year. Niche fan base, <laughs> yes, I think. Uh, Ty Spaldi, not a Romstein fan. Uh, he joins us following the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, what was the conversation between you and Justin like a few minutes ago, Ty? Oh, I was asking him if he was a giver or a taker, um, and then I was just telling him that. We have the, the Kenny Payne is pulling out all the John Calipari classics. He is. I mean, is. I mean, did Calipari not say that Oscar didn't know the plays? Was that not? Didn't he, didn't he oh not yeah. Say that? Oh yeah. No, Cal and Cal's the book club man. Cal loves a book club. Yeah, he really does. First so, month of the season so was Oscar have, didn't know the plays. Yeah. Cal said that, and then then after the Pittsburgh game, Kenny's like, well, I mean. Five or six times down the floor, you guys just didn't know the play. And, and it's just like, <laughs> this guy really did learn everything from A to Z from one John Vincent Calipari. Yeah, he did. <laughs> everything. That makes Strebel so happy. He does. I'm smiling, Ty. Well, it, w- <laughs> Justin, which one are you, a giver or a taker? I think I, I said that I am. Right now I'm a giver because there's not much to take. So, <laughs> yeah. But I'd be happy to switch roles, role reversal. I'm, 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 I'm sure. Strebel talked about that a couple weeks ago on the yeah. show. So what do I do with basketball here, man? I mean, listen, we... I mean, I think we both knew that the Pittsburgh game wasn't going to, to go well. I thought they would lose by more than 15 and a half. I thought Pittsburgh would cover the spread, and they did. I think Miami is, of course, a terrible matchup. I mean, everyone's a bad matchup. I think Virginia could get ugly, and I think they're going to lose double digits to Clemson at Duke. Double, you know, you know, 20, 25 points in that game. I think the next four games are ugly. Do you do you agree with that? I guess what what's your psyche going into these four games against some of the better teams in the conference? Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a uh, a difficult stretch of games here. Miami is, is as hot as they've been all year. They've got guards that Louisville know, doesn't match up well with anyone, like you said, but they've got guards that are really, really good. Uh, Virginia is is difficult for a good Louisville team to play, and then Duke at Duke. I mean, you know, that's no matter how bad Duke is or if they're struggling. I mean, that's a place that that you just don't go in and win usually. So it's. You know, we, you know, everyone thought it hit, hit rock bottom, and then it just feels like it keeps getting lower and lower and lower. Um, and I don't even know if that pick game was rock bottom. If you lose the next two or three by the same margin, 
you got to think that, that that's creeping lower and lower than where we were um, after the pitch game. So, yeah, I think this is the toughest part of the schedule. And, and look, the Kenny Payne comments, I mean, it's just I don't get the, you know, earlier in the year, it's like these guys, these guys are broken. They've been through mm-hmm. so much. You know, I've got to get them to conquer themselves before we focus on any team. And that's totally flipped over. Now it's like we're not worried about these guys conquering themselves. We're not worried about helping them through the trauma they went through. We're now worried about flipping the roster and, and blaming the players. So it's, I don't see how – I got to give credit to Kenny. For as much as he, he dogs these players, for, for him to keep the locker room together – like we haven't heard a lot of the behind the scenes, yeah, you know, we haven't heard anything. Couples or anything like mm-hmm. that, and maybe that is going on. But last year you did. But last year you yeah. did, right? I mean, That's we we knew that the team was beefing. Yeah, yeah. It's like for Kenny to, to straight up blame the players and, and for them to seemingly be uh, be Take together it. behind the scenes. I mean, that you got to get some credit to Kenny for that, right? Uh, yes, I would say <laughs> so. No, rock bottom's going to be Virginia. At home, um, and Lachlan McLean's face. Yeah, he's going to be there. Just lock. No, he won't be there. It just lock. So? Lock's face will be there. You know that they don't allow points. No, like, well, like you, you know, can't score. I don't expect Louisville to score fifty points. I think they'll lose seventy-seven, like forty-seven. Like I hope they score forty-five points. <laughs> that will be the bottom. And Shire's face. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I don't face. think, I, like I said earlier, I think I think Rock Bottom is continuing to get lower and lower um, as the stretch of games comes up. So, yeah, it's it's um, it, it's, it's getting bad and it's been bad. And, and now you're 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 hearing Kenny say that, you know, as soon as the season ends, mm-hmm. you know, the rebuild starts. And that's really a telling sign of even Kenny's gotten to the point where he's like, hey, let's. As soon as this is over, it's time. So, yeah, I thought that was telling from his comments uh, last night. Yeah, I mean, Kenny, it's just uh, he's given us some good sound, but unfortunately for him, it's 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 not coming out the right way. Uh, just quickly, I mean, we talk about roster construction now going forward and given that all these players are so bad, uh, I mean, some I, I would imagine some guys here are going to have to make difficult decisions. I mean, I don't know what that looks like for a guy like J.J. Trainer, um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, I think does it, you know, do I know he wants to be in college? I don't know. We're not even talking about him and whatever injury he has. So how do you, in your mind, begin to sort out um, not who you think would come back, who Kenny wants to come back? And you know this, every single, it seems like oh, every single year, there's a guy that leaves that you didn't expect to leave, and that could happen to Louisville as well. My starting point is how many open scholarships do I think they're going to have to play with? And that's where I go back to, I don't understand why you're taking projects on right now. Like, you just took on two projects in Karan Davis from the Juco ranks and Emmanuel Okorafor, who that's two scholarships for next year's roster that that you've crossed off the list. And those guys, look, they're both projects. They're both guys that you would assume are, are going to have a lot of work to do to get into the rotation. So there's two already taken up right there. And then you have Caleb Glenn and Curtis Williams coming in. And neither one of those guys you would assume are, are going to, to be difference makers right away. 
So I, I just don't get why you're you're taking projects on before you even get to the portal season. Um, and that's well, even Fabio. Like, even Fabio yeah. and Devin Ree. I mean, these, these are not guys that are anywhere close to playing ACC winning basketball. All right? They're not going to be starters and leaders on the team next year. I mean, they're over the limit on scholarships right now. Obviously, that's going to change, but that just goes back to my point of you've got to have you've got to have room to, to, to flip. If you're going to flip this over, you got to have the scholarships open and and look, if you if you want to tell Fabio and Devin Ree um, and you know Mike James, L. Ellis, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at eight or nine. I could make a case that you really have some tough conversations between the, the guys you're bringing in uh, for the 2023 class, a core four, and three or four guys off this roster. I mean, that's eight or nine scholarships right there that are eating yeah. up. It's a great and, point. Yeah. If you want to flip this roster over, you've got you've got to have scholarships open, and I just don't understand. No guys got to go. Guys got to go. Like you can't keep more than four guys, <laughs> right? That's the number that's the maximum. That yeah. is maximum because you have four there, and then you have three coming in from uh, Curtis Williams and and, and Karan Davis. Well, there's another that's kid that's, from NBA Africa, right? Like we know yeah, that. Like there's going to be another not, foreign. Yeah, there's another one. Saying. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. The projects they're taking on go against the mindset that they're going to totally overhaul and bring in a bunch of talent. You've got to, you've got to start, you've got to start, you know, opening scholarships up, not filling them with with guys that aren't going to make differences right away. Yeah, that might be my lead tomorrow. Let me do some some research on it. Again, I did the numbers that if you go look in the portal, the thought that you're getting six, seven, eight guys is silly anyway. Uh, which goes back to things that we've said and ties feeding it, it, into it that. Is yeah. silly. It is silly, but but look, you can't you can't you can't bring back a core of this roster no. after some of the comments you've made. So six to seven from the portal. I mean that's I mean that's probably if it's just, if these guys are, are raised the wrong way. It's, it's, you would, we were you know told last night in a way you can't you can't bring all yeah. of them back. I, I mean. I, I Listen, I'm with you. I'm with you. The messaging is just very difficult to to decipher, um, and, and it really changes, you know, week to week, game to game. Ty Spalding, CardinalSports.com. Ty, as always, appreciate the time, man. We'll talk with you next week. All right. See you guys. Indiana. Zach Osterman from the Indianapolis Star following the Hoosiers. Two quad one wins in the last, what, uh, in the last like five days, seemingly. Uh, Purdue and Rutgers. Zach, good afternoon, number one. Number two, how impressive was the Rutgers win, giving all of the emotions, storming the floor and everything else over Purdue last Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I think there was, I think there was a lot to be impressed with. I think that that was part of it, you know. And and obviously, I think a lot of Indiana fans remembered what Indiana did after the Purdue game last year. They laid that egg at home to Wisconsin or uh, uh, Michigan. You know, frankly, I think they remembered what Indiana did after the North Carolina game earlier this season, where there was a lot of sort of talk immediately after. We're turning our attention to Rutgers. We're, you know, Rutgers is is what matters. And then they went out to New Jersey and they lost by fifteen. They only scored forty eight points. I think. <laughs> You know, it, it, it was impressive for that. It was impressive for the fact that, you know, Rutgers kind of Rutgers that game. And I don't mean that in a, a negative way. Rutgers is really good at playing the 
Um, they forced their pace on Indiana a little bit in that second half, and Indiana still kind of weathered the storm and, and played through, made the plays that mattered at the end, just like they did against Purdue. And I think also, I mean, you know, this is kind of as you know, basketball seasons evolve. You're never done asking questions um, until they're officially over. I think the next question of Indiana may, depending on the context of the next few games, also have been answered in terms of Rutgers will have looked at that game as a free hit. You know, Rutgers will have looked at that game and said, you know, ultimately we're probably not going to Purdue for the Big Ten title. Mm-hmm. We're in a good position from an NCAA tournament perspective. Got a lot of nice wins. You know, let, let's go play a little bit pressure-free in Bloomington. Uh, I think, if, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Indiana was a pretty comfortable favorite, not like double digits, but, you know, kind of a... Four and a half. It wasn't like Clark was, you know, yeah. flipping back and forth all, all day. Rutgers could come into that game playing loose and feeling like, hey, let's go claim a scout. And Indiana still held them off. And I think that's relevant largely because that's kind of where Indiana is now. They're tied for second in the conference. They're top 20 in the net. They're comfortably in the NCAA tournament field. And they're about to play a bunch of teams, including the two they've got Saturday and Wednesday on the road, mm-hmm. that really need wins mm-hmm. and would really, even at home, covet a win over Indiana. How do you handle going from being a team that is chasing this kind of success, being a team trying to sustain it while people are trying to pull you down because they need, they want, and in some cases really need to beat you? Zach, let's be honest. They have, for people that don't know, they have at Michigan on Saturday, and they have at Northwestern next one uh, Monday, or next, uh, excuse me, was it Wednesday, the 15th. Both of those quad one opportunities since their road games for Indiana. Let's be honest. They're not winning both of those games, Zach. (laughs) They're going to lose one of those games. Let's be honest, right? You would agree with that, would you not? I mean, first of all, just the the law of large numbers would suggest they probably will. Second of all... You're playing two teams that really need those games. Yeah, now, they do. They the do. flip side is those teams need those games because they're not probably not as good as Indiana. You know, Michigan needs that game because Michigan's eight and five in the conference, but it's got some bad losses. It's flown out of Penn State, which is a, a, a feeling Indiana can relate to. It lost to Central Michigan around the turn of the year. It's had some injuries. I do think Michigan is going to be difficult. I think Michigan is playing really well right now. Um, if you watch kind of their last couple games, they were impressive against Nebraska. They were really impressive against Ohio State. Um, and then Northwestern, obviously a team that, that's already beaten Indiana once this season and a team that, again, you know, it, it had, had surprised a lot of us with, the where, with where it was kind of middle into January is maybe coming back to earth a little bit and is going to look at a home game against Indiana in a gym that is probably, and I'm not saying this flippantly, going to be Pro-IU in terms of oh, sure. percentage of crowd, it's probably going to be at least 50-50, if not 55-45, maybe even 60-40. Northwestern is going to look at that as a game it needs to win as well. And so, again, this kind of comes down to, if you're Indiana, you can afford to lose these games. If you win them, they're not even your second-best road win in all likelihood on Selection Sunday. But it's more kind of, you know, how do you seize these opportunities? Again, how do you balance sort of the dual you know, the, the the dual sort of burden of being the team that suddenly everybody's gunning for because beating Indiana is going to be really valuable for two teams that badly need those wins. But on the other hand, you can go in and play a little bit, you know, a little bit stress-free. And you can say we've protected our home court. You know, we picked up some wins that maybe people wouldn't have expected us to based on where we were a month ago. You know, losing these games doesn't really damage us much if you're looking at it yeah. from the Hoosiers' perspective. Whereas winning them... 
obviously is a, is a much bigger game. Yeah, I mean, if they win the you know these next couple games, we can really start talking about to me even more like seeding with them. Okay, now you know it was just get into the tournament. You're a five seed, six seed, something like that. It's like wait a minute, <laughs> now you're a four seed. Wait a minute, now you're a three seed. Wait a minute, now you can win the the regular season Big Ten like that sort of thing, and you just kind of fly up the bracket. Last one, Zach. You know, around here, everyone hates Calipari right now because they're terrible. And every and then Kenny Payne's won three games, so you can imagine how that is. Uh, so right now, Mike Woodson, what's the what's the I guess what's the number one thing Mike Woodson has done right with this team this season? Like, if you were to praise him, what would that be? I think the biggest thing, and, and you know, I'll keep this answer as short as I can. I think it's a, a longer conversation, but. Indiana played so slowly last year, and some of that was by design. Some of that was understanding, not that it was wanted to rock fight games, but that it just sort of understood it couldn't rush possessions and take bad shots because those would turn into transition opportunities, and it wasn't going to outscore teams most nights. Um, its offense had to be deliberate. It had to just sort of like grind out defensive possessions. You know, it had one of the, the, the longest average possession times uh, for opponents in all of college basketball, the idea being Indiana just had to fight as hard as it could to make good shots as difficult as possible for opponents because it just had to win with defense. I think one of the biggest sort of push and pulls for this team schematically has been trying to find a new balance between retaining that defensive identity but also playing faster, using a lot more ball screen offense, you know, getting a lot more kind of downhill actions that develop into quality shots very quickly because I think Indiana justifiably had a lot more confidence in its offense, its jump shooters, its passing ability, obviously its, its, its big man play. Um, it's basically been kind of trying to figure out where the balance is, what what's the right pace, what's the right tempo, how do you play fast on offense without giving up so much on defense. You saw you know, the, the Arizona game, the Kansas game, mm-hmm. the Iowa game, the Northwestern right. game where Indiana was really struggling to find that balance. I think for the for better or worse, they found it a lot. They've really struck it a lot better this last month. The results have obviously borne that out. And I think if if Indiana is going to be a dangerous team these last seven Big Ten games, and if Indiana is going to be a dangerous team moving into the business end of March, it's going to be because they continue to kind of fine tune that offense defense relationship as a team that has really changed its style, has really embraced a much more sort of pro style concepts on offense but has gotten to a place where through effort and intensity and maybe getting a little healthier if Xavier Johnson can get back on the floor has Mm -hmm. gotten back to being one of the tougher teams to score on and score the basketball on in the country I think you know if if, if you're going to tell me right now Indiana's going to make a a deep tournament run then I think it's going to be because of that and I think that Mike Woodson has obviously through some trial and error found that for Indiana like the opposite of Kentucky. Zach Osterman, I mean, it is three, but you know it. Zach Osterman, Indianapolis star, following the Hoosiers. Probably a fun beat right now to have uh, as uh, they're winning some basketball games. Zach, appreciate the time, man. Take care. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Kentucky. And we wrap up the Blitz on this Thursday with Kentucky and following the Kentucky Wildcats from the Lexington Herald leader, Cam Drum- uh, Drummond joins us on this Thursday. Cam, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Already in Georgia, already in Atlanta for some uh, advanced reporting ahead of Kentucky-Georgia. Uh-oh. The weekend. And, uh, 
hopefully making this trip a bit more worthwhile considering where Kentucky basketball is at the moment. Well, yeah, uh, near the dumpster, not in the dumpster, but near the dumpster. Are you going to be seeing Jack Grossman, I assume? Yeah, there will be a Jack Grossman, Cam Drummond reunion at some point over the weekend. There's rumors of Jack showing up to a to segment Coliseum for the game itself. Uh, not confirmed yet, but uh, there will be a, a wow. meeting. There will be a sleeping of on his couch. And uh, so I'll come back with some good N- details for y'all. Nice. Okay, yes, yes. Uh, we, we will need to know all the sad details of Jack Grossman's <laughs> apartment. I mean, I'm surprised there would be, you know, Kentucky basketballs in town. I mean, I would imagine Georgia has probably seen sold out. This is a, it's a Super Bowl-like atmosphere, right? When uh, Kentucky and Georgia get, to get together. No, there are seats. Of course there are seats, Calipari. Uh, well, let's start there. Are you surprised what happened in that second half against Arkansas? Or was that maybe a, a little bit more predictable than you know we should have let on? Well, I think it's surprising from the standpoint of there was so much energy happening in that first half. It was really frenetic. Uh, you know, it was a pretty loud crowd for a 9 p.m. weekday tip-off at Rep Arena, and the officiating was getting on people's nerves. You know, the crowd was jacked up. There was a lot of up-and-down, strong pace of play. Damian Collins hit that long-range jumper right before the buzzer. So Kentucky, you felt, really carried momentum into the half, given how back and forth and crazy that first half was. But for them to come out and get outscored and blitz they were in the second half was pretty surprising just from an energy standpoint, from a not being locked in standpoint. But on the other hand, it really isn't surprising because there's been so many moments this season mm-hmm. against high-quality elite opposition where they Kentucky lose. hasn't come and shown up to the table. Yeah, yep. exactly. You know, the Tennessee game aside, uh, really every other chance that Kentucky has had to show up and be counted on a big stage, they've fallen short and usually in kind of embarrassing fashion. And then the way that Tuesday night played out just kind of fit that mold where Kentucky was kind of a one-man show on offense. You know, sometimes it's Oscar Shibway. On Tuesday, it happened to be Case and Wallace. The defense, the layup line the parade of pick-and-roll sets that Arkansas was able to torch Kentucky with fits right in with what most of the season has been. So there were both surprising and not surprising elements of the way Tuesday night played out. But all in all, it still kind of reverts back to that one, you know, kind of North Star idea that Kentucky, for one reason or another, has not been able to put it together at the level that they should have this so, so far this season. Do they have an Oscar Shibwe problem? And if so, any theories on what's going on there, Cam? It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, I think you definitely have an Oscar Shibwe problem simply from the fact that the reigning National Player of the Year is playing nowhere near a National Player of the Year level. In fact, you would almost say he could be a net detriment at times to the team when he's not siphoning in rebounds and scoring points along with the defensive cover that Kentucky has to do. I mean, Kentucky has had to completely change the way it plays pick-and-roll defense this season because Oscar Shibway has been so bad at pick-and-roll defense. They're having to bring Jacob Topping in to tag the role or really crash into him. Oscar kind of just floats in this middle space most of the time, right, where the lob can go over his head. He's not mobile enough to, to guard the perimeter guy. And then you're having to involve a third player to defend the pick-and-roll, which will lead to an open shot somewhere else on the court. So it's definitely an Oscar Shebrae problem just in terms of you're not getting the production that you expected to from him. You're not getting the game-to-game consistency that you were from him. And frankly, opponents aren't fearing him, whether that's, you know, trying to stop him from scoring or rebounding. They they, they openly talk about it in the post-game press conferences. I mean, Mitchell the other night was laughing while he was blocking uh, Oscar shots. It's unbelievable yeah, what's it, happened here. And it, and, it, and it just fits that mold as well of any time Kentucky plays an athletic team 
that specifically has a talented point guard, a good distributor, mm. and a big man that's mobile, that's more mobile than Oscar, which isn't that which hard is to everybody. find and can yeah. roll to the rim. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's everybody. Like it just happens to be in a terrible matchup. Yeah, Cam Drummond with us. Uh, I'm with you. Second half, I I said yesterday that Cal did all this talking about Damian Collins, and Damian Collins played well enough in that first half. Uh, He hits that long, too. You mentioned that. It's a a one-point game at halftime, and we see two minutes of Damian Collins in the second half. And so I I don't know if Calipari forgot about him after the game. He said he's going to, you know, he's going to ride with the horse that brought him, which is nice to say. It also is contradictory of what he said earlier. What do you think happened in that second half? I think Cal, he stuck Oscar out there for Oscar to realize, hey, you're being beat right now. That's what I think. Yeah, that horse analogy, I mean, it it holds up, but at the same point, the goal is to win the horse race, right? The goal is to win the game. And if you want the best outcome for this Kentucky season as a whole, you win that home game over Arkansas, right? I don't really agree with that assertion that you need to keep Oscar Shibway in there for bigger picture reasons or for reasons of him not losing his confidence for the remainder of the season. It's like seven games left. It's like seven, eight games left. I mean, you're out of of time now. (laughs) What are we doing? Not to mention, this is a senior player who you would expect as the reigning national player of the year to have that kind of maturity and that kind of understanding. In the same way that we've seen it work with Fabio Wheeler, where you move him into a different role while he's still able to excel, you maybe dial back a couple minutes and he's able to excel. I mean, this has been a running thing now for two, three games where Calipari talked about giving Damian Collins more run, yeah. reducing Oscar Shibway's minutes, and it hasn't happened. And it's, you know, the definition of insanity type thing. And so when Cal says that, you know, Collins played great in the first half, and that's the question is why he didn't play more in the second half, and I don't think a ton of people will be satisfied with his answer of, oh, I kept Oscar there because he's brought us to this point, where very clearly a large part of why the season has gone off the rails is because of poor or not up-to-standard play from Shibway. All right, Cam, so I won't put you in too bad of a spot. I I know you're beginning your journalism career, okay? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if around the office if Ben Roberts or Mark Story or John Clay or any other journalist that's out there gives hot takes, but, I mean, I I crush Cal yesterday. I mean, he gives he gives the media five minutes a week, if, if you're lucky. Five minutes a week, and he left a lot on the table after the game against Arkansas. Is that something the Kentucky media is talking about? Because it's, it's far away from the gold standard the Cal wants to believe that Kentucky basketball is. Yeah, I mean, we, we'd certainly like to talk to, to John Calipari a bit more than we do. I, I don't think anybody will, will be able to tell you otherwise on that, you know, whether it's pregame press conference, the week availabilities. I mean, really, what we only get is, is what is you being get five said. Minutes. In, in, yeah, you get five in questions. Sessions. Yeah. Five, five to eight minutes, and then also his, his midweek radio show. And there's obviously a ton of questions and things we would like to ask him about this team, right? You know, maybe why didn't the Sierra get any time at point guard during that game on Tuesday night only yeah. because it wasn't working super well in the first half, some of the entry passes were, or, you know, what kind of changed with, with Chris Livingston, and we're able to, in, from the first to second half, and we're able to ask one or two questions about that in the presser, but certainly not to the extent that, you know, we would like to get complete, full answers. And there's only so much we can glean from talking to players post-game or assisting coaches before games. Um, and maybe that's just a reflection of kind of how much this is this is weighing on him or, or how much he does or doesn't kind of want to be out there, you know, dealing with questions after 15-point home losses, third home loss of the season. But, no, we definitely, I think, uh, I think everyone would probably benefit or, or at least has the hunger for a little bit more from him in terms of an explanation 
or, or certainly trying to figure out what the path forward is for this team with you know only six, seven games left. Last one for Cam. What do you think happens? You think they beat Georgia on Saturday? And any update you think you'll get before the game on Xavier Wheeler? Uh, I mean, I, I would expect them to beat Georgia, but also remember you'd have to remember what it took for them to beat Georgia the first time around yeah. Oscar Shebray going superhuman in the second half. Georgia fits that mold for a team that can give Kentucky problems defensively as well. High scoring, high potential guard play, an athletic big guy who could maybe do some damage in pick and roll sets. Um, Fabio Wheeler, I think, may be able to go. You know, don't quote me on that, but I think you know this is crunch time for the season. Fabio Wheeler played. I think it was the uh, the Vanderbilt game, perhaps. Um, no, it was the Ole Miss game. Sorry, where he was a bit banged up at halftime, came back in and led a really spirited effort in the second half. I think more just knowing what kind of determination and the kind of toughness that Fabio Wheeler usually brings. That's a hallmark of his game. I would expect him to play in this game. That being said, if Kentucky doesn't, they're going to have to find a lot more depth and a lot more answers because playing this seven, you know, sometimes eight-man rotation when the, the fewest guys on the team are only getting six, eight minutes of blow is not going to do enough for a Kentucky team that struggles often, you know, when Antonio Reeves and C.J. Frederick both aren't firing at the same time or when Shibway's getting in foul trouble or having a rough defensively. Cam, appreciate the time. Safe travels. We'll talk with you down the road. Thank you so much. Pleasure's all mine. All right, there's Cam Drummond hanging out with us as we wrap up the Blitz on this Wednesday. Uh, let's take a break. We'll play sound. How's that for a tease? We'll play sound next on the take on this Thursday. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. Time now for The Take with Andy Sweeney. Whoever had the idea of sticking you with Andy Sweeney was brilliant. Oh, my God, you guys are... I mean, I I didn't used to like Andy Sweeney, but I think now that he's a great radio personality, and the two of you together is pretty pretty cool. And James Strebel. Here's a secret. Andy's a really nice guy. That's the secret. Don't let him know that I told you that. He's a smart smart guy. Very smart, yes, absolutely. Let's all kiss Andy's bleep right now. Let's all do it, yeah. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. So a couple things I want to get to here. Rick Bozich going to join us at 5 o'clock. Reminder, 4 o'clock hour presented by RGB Home Theaters. RGBHomeTheaters.com. Strebel and I in the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios today watching. What are we watching? Well, NBA, NBA trade trades. deadline talk. Jordan Ward got moved to the Pacers. Oh, how about that? Now the little fans can go watch him. He's closer. Yes, they can. They can go on to Indianapolis. Yeah, how about there you that? go. Roman's going. Roman's going to Orlando again. No, there that's what I'm talking about. See, he should be a Magic fan. I don't know what his NBA team is, but it should be the Magic. 
It's, it's the cards. The cards. This it's is the cards. cards. No matter what. That's all it is. <laughs> cards NBA. Card, well, not NFL. That's Cowboys. You got Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about the balls? <laughs> Four three seven nine six eighty. Kidding uh, rummage. Uh, just quickly before we play this sound that might make Justin upset and have him fill his diaper, <laughs> uh, I wanted to get to this. Did you see the new Lachlan McLean law? The new lock law. There's a lock law? No, I have not seen the lock law. What, what is it? Uh, Representative Ken Upchurch, Upchurch, a Kentucky State rep. Okay. okay, yeah. Uh, is trying to make it law. It's House Bill 105. It was introduced on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, police, it, it, you know, they'd be able to, I guess, pull over, fine anyone driving under the speed limit in the farthest left lane. Oh, that is the lock law. That that was his sign-off for what? I mean, years. Years. Justin, what did you think of his sign-off? Good, sports radio, clever, corny. It was corny, but I agreed with every like everything about it. Like it was absolutely. always don't drive solely in the left lane. Yeah, uh, for, would, forever. Like I it was like corny, but it worked. Yeah, yeah, it worked. Oh, it carried over from WHAS to, to ESPN. Blue yes, Blue. it did. I mean, he's he, he can't say it on a spectrum though. I wonder if he still like says it. Like he's gonna say it once a day just to do it. Texas says, "Who cares about the UK media? Those fat guys are there for a free lunch." Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, Cam Drummond is a picture of a fat guy. Well, they don't get the free lunch anymore. <laughs> no, they don't. And they we, don't get Cal anymore. We get a ten, so they, they don't get anything. We get a $10 voucher <laughs> that might get you a barbecue no, but they, sandwich. They don't, they don't get it. anything. No, we don't. God, this is three minutes. I can't believe room. this can't be right. Did right, I so, cut this to be three minutes? What, then, which one is Maybe this? I needed to listen to this. Is this the one that's going to make Justin mad? Yeah, I didn't three know it minutes. was three Whoa. minutes. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, man. I see all those green lines. That's <laughs> oh, man. It can't be that long. You well, can save that. It can't be that long. Well, who's the who's narrating? It's Kenny Payne. Oh, boy. No, here it is. Here it is. Okay. It's 44 seconds. All right, much better. You ready for this? Oh, Justin. Just beat. Now, I want you no name calling. Just, just I want you to listen, okay? Take a breath. Well, yeah, he had to take a breath anyway. Have you heard him breathe? Have you heard him breathe? Yeah, I think it's something. Somebody was breathing heavy in my ears earlier today. It was one of you two. I don't know who it was, but one of you was probably me having some issues. I mean, come on. (laughs) Between me and Andy, who do you think? It's me. The thing that gives me hope that I'm on the right page, which I know I am, is when we played in Boston and the Celtics coaches and the Knicks coaches came to the the game and they said, Kenny, we watched your team. You just oh. got to get them to understand how important spacing and passing is. Oh, oh, well, that's man. all we do every day. <laughs> they say your stuff you're running is excellent stuff. You're taking some of the NBA stuff and you're putting a, a college twist on it. What? Because the spacing is different. And you just figured out everything I'm doing. <laughs> so oh, I know God. we're on the right page. We just got to stick with it. And the guys just have to stay comfortable, confident, and energetic about coming to practice every day and working. What a moron. Like, what are you going to say? You are they going to go right at him? You could do it. I couldn't do it. Like, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to tell you, dude, you're a terrible coach. You shouldn't be doing this. They're not going to say that. They're going to say, you're doing a great job. The Knicks and Celtic coaches. 
the Knicks and Celtics, they think he's he it's it's great. Yeah, doing a fantastic job. Kenny Payne's gonna have the last laugh on you, yeah. fur man. Oh, I know and he's I gonna can't be here for, for like you know three years from now. He's gonna be here. I'll be decked out, and I don't know where's where's Patino going. He's going to Syracuse, going to Georgetown, and well, that's what, I guess that's what I'm gonna be Notre wearing. Dame. Notre Dame. You're I guess following Notre Patino Dame around. That's yeah, what I'm you're gonna, gonna do until he like dies. That's again. what I'm gonna do at this point because I got nothing else. You did and erupt during the break. I, I, I'm I'm gonna be a free agent. I'm gonna shop teams. Throwing a little threat. fit. Yeah. Threat. Oh, like they care. I'm going to follow but, coaches. I cheer for coaches now. I, at this point, I might as well because I don't know what else we're doing here. I like, mean, I don't, when I made that decision to be a Louisville fan at five years old, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> yeah, hey, maker. Texter says, is the lock log get a better dog? <laughs> That's the greatest sound he ever had. Bar none. Any any sound. I don't care if he's if he's on his HAS show or wherever. This is the best sound he ever had. I knew that would. I knew that would get him going. Yeah, dude. You I were, just knew it would it, get it him just, going. Just the just, pretentiousness of him. Like just just shut up. And that's it, what I'm sick of hearing. It's just him like build himself up. I'm doing such a good job. All these people are telling me how great of a job I'm doing. You've won three games. Is it NBA with a twist? On the Knicks. Yeah, it's the Celtics and the Knicks. I mean, they're just storied, storied programs. I mean, Sidney Curry's an NBA big with a college twist. <laughs> Streeble feels bad for you. I either I, A little I, bit, I, mean, I do, yeah. Streeble has no team. Bit. His team sucks, and he yeah. knows it. Yeah. So he's hurt, and, and it's neutered. It's neutered it him. It has neutered like me. Kentucky, I can't even Kentucky, yeah, like Kentucky I fans to. are not. I mean, they are neutered right now. Yeah. Okay. We're they not are, excited. They are, they are, they are a lessened speech. Cheese yeah. right now, yeah. basically. We are. And oh. also, Streeble's being nice to you. You need to know that, Justin. <laughs> oh, no, I, 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 you can put him on blast. The, I can feel the humanity in him. I can okay, feel him being kind of nice because he feels bad because I have nothing. I've got no, well, I got, you know, like, my, my friend. That's the being Cardi ago, zone. What yeah. about <laughs> that <laughs> dude with the fat face yeah. and the five o'clock shadow? <laughs> and, uh, the receding hairline. And the receding hairline. <laughs> that guy giving takes about all of us. Are you talking about me? Are you talking about me? You don't have a hairline. You don't have hairline. Yeah. Well, it's a receding. If I let Dude, gross. you used to be like Jesus. super skinny. You did. Your wedding photos. Yeah, did you, did COVID you, I saw it. Instagram killed me. It, it just destroyed. Well, did me. you have the baby? I, <laughs> sympathy it's way. a sympathy way. They talk sympathy about it. Way. It happens. Yeah. Well, actually, there's that, and there's a little bit of a. I don't know, who cares? Who cares? No, you look like a different person. Well, like, I, I mean, saw, your job even, is your job then, is to be in a car. You, yeah. you pee in a car. Yeah, I pee yeah. in a like, car. Did you pee in a car today? No, not today. No. When's the last time you peed in your car? Again, when I went to Indianapolis. So. He's a private detective. That's, oh, no, Arkansas. Probably when I went to Arkansas. That's oh, that was it. like three weeks ago. Yeah, two I weeks get, ago, oh, yeah. You know, I'm doing that nine-hour drive through the night. I'm not stopping for anybody. I'm just pulling it out, and there you go. And I'll just throw it out the window as I'm driving. So, anyway. Hopefully you're not in the left lane. <laughs> Nobody else is on the road. Nobody else is on the road. They're fine. I didn't, like 2 a.m. Yeah, it was raining. <laughs> Nobody knew urine. the difference. Yeah, I just came splashed right on somebody's front windshield. <laughs> you're lucky you didn't blow back in your car. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. My nice sweater. <laughs> Not the cardigans. Not Somebody the cardigans. Save the cardigans. Oh. Reminds me of what's the uh, the American Pie spinoff, American Wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shaving scene. Yes. With the, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. I know exactly I what you're this talking right about. Up your alley. Yeah, I remember that movie. If they put out another one of those movies, my ass would watch it. I'd give them 85 minutes of my life. I you watched, understand that? I watched the last one, the American Reunion that was the I last one they they made that I remember. You had a you had a crush on Tara Reid. I know that. 
Uh, you had to. I was more of um, Nadia. Yeah, yeah, Elizabeth. I, I forgot what her last Doesn't name matter. is. Yeah, yeah, but Doesn't her. Matter. It was more her than it was Tara. Tara Reed, like she had a kind of like a, a like a smoker's voice. I didn't. I didn't really. You didn't like that. No, I didn't like, you know, like a little, little rasp like, in your ear. Like he's a little husky. You grew up for with me. Tim Strebel. He's pumping heaters twenty four seven. Yeah, I mean, it had that raspy voice. You wanted to stay away from that. Yeah, James, yeah, bring me another cigarette. You didn't. You didn't want a woman who smoked heaters. <laughs> yes, there, well, there you, you go. go. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's really wrong with that. I don't mind it, but it's just yeah, the raspy Tara Reid voice. I didn't like it. Texas <laughs> says you know Furman spilled a drop or two when he was on the road. <laughs> Unless it's a big gulp, thank well, it's you. a big gulp. Yeah. yeah, thank you. No, it's a it's a it's a, it's a pre-made. It's an actual urinal. It's an actual yeah, urinal for people that don't know. Yeah, you spend a lot of time in your car. You have yes, a pre-made yeah. urinal. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those big. It's like, a medical urinal. It's yeah, not one like, of those cameras with like the big lens on it. Like the big, the big long lens, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I have. You know, that's what are pri- you saying, Strebel? What are you talking about? Like you're watching I mean, like Corky Romano, where they have like the DSLR, about? yeah, just okay, snapping so, away. Yeah, it's like a like a Nikon camera. Yeah. with one of those big zoom lenses, he's got to like look in like the curtains of a seedy motel. No, a freaking to, uh, no. To see, I have a 4K. You know, I have a 4K handy cam, and that, that's good enough. Like, it can, okay, it can get I, me. Look, I don't know what a private investigator's kit no, looks well, like. I don't give a satchel with all kinds of Tools Why don't you it? bring it in? We'll yeah, go through your satchel. satchel. You want to break it down? You want to go through I mean, it? What else are we going to do? Yeah, exactly. What, <laughs> what, else what else we Like, honestly. Yeah, we, like, take all yeah. see-through we walls. Did, we did eight minutes on Kenny Payne's book club. <laughs> What's in the book club? Yeah. 437 All these are losing around here. It's not fun. They're not fun to talk about. Wind Horse is on TV. You hate Wind Horse, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I Because like, he's a fellow big guy, but he you know, didn't lose weight. It has nothing to do with his size. I don't care about his size. I just find his rise to... Prominence in the in the in the media world in the NBA to be strange. You're jealous of him. I'm not jealous of him. No, I'm not. I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous of him. Well, you can be jealous. No, he he stalked LeBron James as a, as a teenager. Do you think That's you're more attractive he, than him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says 442. Pull it out and threw it out the window. Texas says, remember when we said Kenny Payne won those games? Seems like a long time ago. I know that sound hasn't played that much anymore. I know those t-shirts from T-Shirt Hooligan. Well, I mean, you I don't got, see t- you got wearing... Ty Spalding oh, had an entire Ty, down and, in Nolan Lake. Nolan Lake. He had, Spa had it. Oh, yeah. Uh, where's that, that's, Ty, what did y'all do with that sign? won those games. Where's that sign, Ty? <laughs> Did you sink it to the bottom of the lake? Did you put rocks on it? Should have asked it? Ty about Marjorie Green and how she dressed for the State of the Union. Isn't it that her an, name? Oh, yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green. Taylor Green. It was an yeah. odd. Should have asked him an that. An odd choice. Anna's ass rummage. <laughs> Dude, if they, if we, if they, like, we listened in live and they were like yelling at each other over like Bobert versus Schumer, it'd be great. <laughs> Be careful. They might come hush us up again like they did the other day. No, that's just they you. They you, can't hear oh, they hush me. Yeah, they yeah. hushed you, big boy. Yeah, but I'm you. only matching how loud you guys are. Like, I've I, been hushed before or, like, attempted to be hushed before. I, yeah, I, you I, you, you that can that try happened. to pivot out of this any way you want. They hushed you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Strebel and I have not been hushed. No, not one time well, by Ennis. Because, you got hushed at least twice Ennis that we know of. He laid it down on Twitter that now he, he can he can just call the shots how he wants it because nothing's more important than the drive with Mark Ennis and whoever's biscuit or whoever else. Texas says there. KP's book it. <laughs> oh, I remember book it. Yeah, we're not doing that radio. Yeah, you get yeah, the we, free, yeah, that's fine. Uh, pizza. We're not. Yeah, we're. Yeah, thank you. We're just not doing. <laughs> Do that. Do you remember? No. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, we all remember it. Stop. <laughs> Nobody cares about your book. It. 
I no, cared no, about I'm, mine. I'm, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> oh, in general, no. It's bad June no, radio. No one talks about it like in passing. Like that's not a conversation. What if, people what if have. we made Strable like read a book and then we'd buy him I a pan books. pizza to eat? I read, like, every I read time. books. Strable reads books. I, think, I have. Really? I gave Andy a stack of books. Yeah, Justin. I think you're the I one that doesn't read time. books. Actually, yeah. I think out of all three of us, this he, this, yeah. this little skit for you is gonna is gonna fall on your face. I don't yeah. mind reading books. It's more I just would rather do the audible at this point because I'm usually driving. I can do something else instead of like sitting. That's there fair. I've thought about doing and, audible. Yeah, yeah. Texas says Justin's a perv. <laughs> What? Oh, because it's because uh, because <laughs> my job right is now. to okay, yeah, spy. You're That's, a spy. I mean, it's what I get paid to do. That's fine. It is by Russia. Yeah. Do you do you do you, do you put him in like the uh, the light fixtures up top, or is it or what? I mean, that's is that still the spot? Are you talking about, like are you, are you like acting like I'm bugging a house or something? Yeah, like bugging. No, well, yeah, no. I just, I'm just. I mean, it's uh, like the privacy laws. You can't. I'm not going in their house and sneaking stuff in there. It's more of like oh. it's observation we're as about it the law. Yeah, it's, I mean the law. Yeah, the law. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. What about the law? <laughs> Why? I mean, come oh, on. You gotta get that. You gotta get that evidence, buddy. Oh, yeah. Anyways, any, any way necessary. <laughs> the law. <laughs> law dog. Hey, I mean, hourly rates. Is same whether I get it or don't, but yes, but, yes. but usually I, I always try to get it. What course. are you, a man of the night? What are you talking Hourly. about? Hourly. Uh, listen, I have here, if we don't play it now, we're not going to play it, but it's like two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we cut out of this. Goodman and Gottlieb talk Kenny Payne. Oh, yes, let's do, go. Do you want to hear this, Justin? Oh, Doug Gottlieb. Yeah, 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 their their question is, what do you do if you're Josh Hurd? And they never answer the question. Oh, come on, They just guys. talk about Kenny Payne and how they like Kenny Payne and how it's not working out. And I'm like, well, what would you do? Yeah. I'm sitting here. So I, if I had to cut this, I'm going to make sure everyone else gets this. It's <laughs> yeah. Gottlieb and Goodman, okay? All not right. Jeff Gordon. Not Jeff not Gordon. Not the Rainbow Warrior. Big fan back in the day. I'm a big fan of the Rainbow Warrior. <laughs> yeah. Who was? I had a jacket. Not Who really, didn't did. have a jacket? <laughs> Doug, what would you do if you are the Louisville athletic director right now with Kenny Payne? He's just wrap, wrapping up. As always, we take your viewer questions. And All right. Sorry. Gotta, that was my fault. I ended that poorly. Here here we go. You are the Louisville athletic director right now with Kenny Payne. He's just wrap, wrapping up one of the worst seasons ever for first-year head coach. I mean, it, it's a complete train wreck. I would give him another year. Where do you stand with this? I, I think you have to give him another year as an alum, especially um, because it would it would show a, a real lack of, of loyalty towards him. Um, they they didn't select well in the portal. They didn't get their primary they didn't objective. Select in the portal. Select well. They didn't select in the portal. That was their biggest problem, right? You got one guard. Uh, it was a joke. A, oh. the, whole, the whole thing is crazy. Yes. Crazy. Yes. Um, and then with the team they have, if I'm honest, uh, a good portion of the season they haven't looked well coached. Now he has some good coaches oh. on staff, but they haven't looked well coached. It's not like, like well, you know, at least – they're running good offense, but like it has some been good. guys. Hey, Doug, but I think he, some guys he are are made to be assistant coaches. Do you think Kenny Payne is one of those guys? Yes, oh, but I do too. But yes, you can hire too. you can hire guys. You can hire guys that can do all the other stuff. Kenny is a great guy. Kenny's a great guy, and many of the aspects many of the aspects of of college basketball 
don't come down to X and O's, but there are just some holes there. And like, again, um, you know, he went to the NBA for a period of time. He had his ties, obviously, to World Wide West. And just the kind of world has changed in how you get players. But a lot of it also is you got to get them. You got to evaluate them right. And then you got to put them into place like the, their structure is is off there. Now, he inherited a mess, if we're just being honest as well. That place hasn't been right in a couple of years. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think that I there was here's here's the thing with Kenny Payne. There was never there wasn't another job outside of Louisville and maybe Kentucky because he had been there, obviously, with Cal, where at a, at that level of basketball, and it was like, you know, we should hire Kenny Payne. This hadn't really been discussed. He's not that guy. And that's okay. Um, there's a little bit of Peter principle here. And I think he's been, I think he's been elevated to a level above his competency. Now, you can change some of the wow. structure of your staff. This is a, a, an era in basketball where you can fix it in the portal, but you better fix it this year because year two is the year they have to be better. Yeah, his staff concerned me too. When he, you know, Danny Manning solid, but you could put him off the road. Josh Jamison, a guy coming from an op spot at Oregon, made oh no sense. Gosh. And Nolan Smith is your kind of only guy that could recruit at a high level. All right. Wow. I think they said what they felt. <laughs> like yeah, they didn't, I, mean, I think they answered it enough. I, they said give no, him another but the year question for was, what would you do if you're Josh Hurd? I know all this stuff. <laughs> I know no one knows who Josh Jameson is. Poor oh, Josh Jameson. He's taking straight, Now, Gottlieb was giving haymakers. He was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't, it, was, it was a joke. I mean, he can't but we, But, I mean, those I mean, are things wow. that, that right now, that's what the evidence shows. Yes, and that's the Again, thing. the evidence can change as Lachlan McClain could, you know, used to say the and still changes. does the data can change right. right now he's doing that how yeah, about that but it's I, I didn't expect it to go because I, I thought it would be just more niceties now there were some niceties in there but it was more critical than i had anticipated that's probably the most critical that i've heard a a a, a news like a, a, a national news outlet be on kenny Payne because everyone else wants to get the head pats i mean diener's the anti-head pat yeah diener's the anti-head yep. pat guy that i mean he diener needs to hear that if he hasn't already texas says why does justin sound like a cheap version of matt jones Texter Ennis blocked me on Twitter uh, on Twitter for trying to instigate a fight between him and Fifty Five. <laughs> God bless you guys, man! Wow. To, have, to have this, oh my God. to have this in your body to to to, to want a battle. Yeah, well, to, to, to start bless, battles. To, yeah, bless your heart. I yeah. appreciate it. I, mean, I just can't. I'm too old for that now. Fight I could be somebody I know. It could be. It was Tox. It was Tox. Yeah. No, it wasn't him. No. Tox got retweeted by Matty Bangs and then like tried to play it off that he didn't care, but it got like you know thousands of retweets. Was it the one he did a couple months ago? It's the one where DeAndre Square Square picked up on it. Everything. DeAndre Square called him a bum. It was. It was Tox's greatest moment on Twitter. I know he hates it, but it was your. It was your shining moment, Tox. You should embrace it. Texas says this is ESPN Radio, not NPR. Go outside, nerds. What's that from? Go outside, nerds. What? Is, what? What? Is that about the books? That's the only thing I can think of, like book reading. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, what are, what? Is that got a guy that he just wants sports radio so much that I'm not allowed to even mention a book? I'm not giving. I'm not telling you I read a book. I'm not telling you or forcing you to read a book. Okay. Not I'm not giving you a recommendation no. or a review about a book. 
I'm just, I just mentioned the word book. In book club. All I did was say book. <laughs> you geek, I want to hear about hedging the screen. Play that sound again about hedging the screen and Oscar. By the way, Chris did you give homework tonight? Uh, tonight. All right, so here we go, Justin. You oh, gave homework. Yeah, did he ever answer for his he homework? Can't. No, no, I, I, I had no, the answer. Do you want to know? Yes, I do. All right, so number one. Streeble uh, quiz kids. About their their love or hate for Jack Harlow, their middle schoolers at the right? lunch, at yeah. the lunch okay. table, right? No, it was you at the lunch. You were with them, and then you stole their saying, like. I absolutely was not their fruit no. roll up. Like while nope. you stole their fruit roll up and their nope. ham sandwich. Oh, you trade a uh, you trade that you a little banana, little little There's fruit roll up. Go on, but it's not, I'm not part of it. So I asked them. I said, I, I, I said, I caveated it with this: is like this is going to be a, a, an odd question because it's asking about you know what you guys like socially. I said Jack Harlow is a you know a, a, a quote famous rapper. I'm uncomfortable I was like, the way that started. I'm really uncomfortable, dude. I I I I I was going to make a joke but didn't. Yeah, I was going to make a joke and I had one lined up about <laughs> hey this growth kids that I have right here on the, my lower back, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, anyway, I asked yeah, them, anyway I said, sorry. I said what do you? All, I said first of all because I didn't ask the, I didn't ask the movie question right off the bat. I said, what do you all think of Jack Harlow? How popular is he with your all's age groups? Okay. And, and they were all like, well, we don't really listen to him. And I was like, really, why not? And they said, well, if it's one of those things where he's on something, we'll leave it. But we don't seek out his music. We think he's too corporate. Like, they, they started, like, naming off rappers that I've never heard of before. Like, this is who we listen to, and I've never heard of. Like, Jack Harlow's, like, not that guy. Like, he's, he's too, he's, like, too mainstream. And I said, okay. I said, what about the movie he's got coming out? And they were like, what movie? I said, he's got a, he has a movie okay. coming out on Hulu. It's you a remake show of them the trailer movie. then. No, I didn't show no, them. No, that's, that's part B. You have to show them the trailer. No, you never said that. There's no Are you allowed to, are you allowed to do that? Them, but, are you, you know, allowed to show your phone to kids? Are you allowed to show your phone to kids? Are you allowed to do that? I said, I'm not going to show them the trailer. I guarantee you. Are you allowed to pull your phone out and show something to kids? Uh, I mean, I can if I want, but okay. I don't. Okay. I mean, there's no reason for me to. I have a, a smart bird where I can project things on, and I don't have to do that. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. were the old things where you had to write? Oh, that was the a um, the old projectors. Uh, it, it, yeah, it was a light projector. Yeah, where are those? A light projector. Got one gone. of those. Yeah, they, I they, want they, one of those. You go probably go to Bellarmine University. There's all kinds of what, them there. When I was that's in college. what they have? No, when I was in college, oh. they probably have them somewhere in a storage room. You saying that's what Scotty D's? You know, he's teaching the back cut I'm on. I'm not saying they're using them. I'm saying there was a ton of them when I was there. They use that that little light projector thing. I'm still trying to transparency. I'm still trying transparency to, projector to, to decipher if I believe Streetwell because you said that the kid, middle schoolers said. He's too corporate for us. Yeah, yes. I, I, that's I don't. Just a little, I, I, uh, that doesn't I, I, sound like a middle school. Okay, player. Justin, I just 100%. moved on. No, I, I don't no, know. I'm, I'm not lying okay. to you. Why would I lie to you about that? It's <laughs> a great you question. Know, you know, when, when, I, when you? I was in middle school, like the music I listened to, I, I didn't listen Alice to like, popular music because we said it was too corporate. They said he was when a we square. In, in seventh and eighth grade, we were saying Rebellion. stuff like that. Yes, and they did not. They, they say he's too mainstream and he's okay. too corporate. They don't like him. What do they listen to? Do you have any idea? I, they, said, they, say they that? said names that I've never heard of before. Lil Peep. I don't know who that is. That's one of the names I heard. That's I just, Justin. That stuck in my head. Lil Peep. <laughs> is that Justin? He's Lil Peep, isn't he? <laughs> uh, Rick Bozich next on the Lil Peep show on ESPN 680. <laughs>